0: This is When Bits Hit the Fan, where we keep an eye on tech news so you don't
1: have to. And when Bits Hit the Fan, we bring it right to you. Each time a major tech news story breaks, I, Taylor Uden, and James Schuler translate the facts and show you how it impacts your business. So, if you feel like you're inundated with tech stories,
0: let us guide you through When Bits Hit the Fan. All right, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I am Sarah Yanity. You may be asking, wait, who the heck are you? While Taylor decided to go out and get married, Bits still decided to hit the fan. So I am no Taylor, but I'm here to talk about what these bits are doing to this fan and the recent headlines that may be affecting your business today.
1: That was a great intro. It's the fan though that does the things to the bits. The bits rarely impact the fan.
0: That could be an argument right there. <laughs> I don't know where to
1: begin then. Well so what what's what's on the news? Did you did you see something that was big?
0: Oh man. I stayed up till about two in the morning because I could not stop watching what is happening in Ukraine and Russia. Nothing else in the news matters right now.
1: Yeah, but rarely does international news make an impact to what we do here in, in the SMB mid-market space in the U.S., right? I mean, it, it can. Don't get me wrong. Depending on the the industry, it can certainly make an impact, but rarely does it make an impact. Right. But I feel like last night it all changed.
0: Oh, yeah, it's on a different scale. It, it's it's definitely going to impact our country and our businesses and not just critical infrastructure, right?
1: Right. So let's yeah, let's talk about what it is. So uh, for everyone that's been living under a rock, Russia has been knocking on Ukraine's border for uh, for some time now. Uh, now that they're entering Ukraine, the US is putting sanctions on Putin to, to back off. Putin's fighting back, saying if these sanctions continue, I'm going to attack America with cyber attacks and specifically go after our banking, finance sector, anything that would impact our economy greatly. Uh, since COVID started, we all got comfortable with what critical industries are, and that's led to the term critical infrastructure. Uh, CISA, a term that maybe our listeners haven't heard as much about, uh, is part of the Homeland Security uh, team. So it's, it's it's a small piece within Homeland Security that stands for critical infrastructure CISA CIS is it Yeah, Critical Infrastructure and
0: Cybersecurity? Infrastructure team? You're close. It's cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency. But I, I think I that's had it close backwards. Off. It
1: totally threw me off. If it's not CISA, then it would be sussy. I went, <laughs> in my head, I had saucy. So dyslexia just killed me on that. So the the CISA announced uh, that this is going to be not just critical infrastructure that needs to focus on it. All businesses, no matter their size, no matter their industry, are now a potential target, if not directly, then certainly indirectly, to what Putin and his team are about to do. The media picked up on this. Um, All major media outlets have been announcing that this is now broader than, than just a single type of company or um, something that they can put an audit in place for, for us to build up on. Instead, now it's yeah, cyber warfare is what's being discussed. So I, I love doing this. It, it takes things back too far for this conversation, but let's just see if I can hit some bullet lists. Since remote work started due to COVID becoming a reality and the, the uprising of simplicity behind cryptocurrency, we have had so many new terms that we have to learn how to deal with from supply chain attacks with what SolarWinds taught us, uh, to ransomware as a service, which is what R Evil and Dark Side and all those companies taught us, um, all the way through now to to what we're hearing about killware and, and how critical infrastructure, another term, could potentially impact our day-to-day lives if it was not operational. All right. If you have curiosity behind those topics, that's our our previous podcast episodes. You can go back and find them uh, or or call me. I'll I'll talk for days on it. Um, But yesterday on the news, Senator Mark Warner, who is uh, uh, the Senate's liaison to a security committee that's involved inside what do we do for foreign and international response to security measures, said that his biggest concern, what keeps him up at night, is that these cyber attacks are now considered imminent due to the sanctions we've already put on Putin. And the word is we're going to up those sanctions, therefore it's definitely going to happen. If those cyber attacks occur, this is his concern, it's now open season for all bad actors to have the most uh, state-of-the-art code to attack whoever they want to attack. What he meant by that was it's not like bombs and technology and weaponry. Um, If one country attacked another country in the past, that one country would say, I got to go build up my forces. No longer do they have to build up forces. Instead, anyone can go in and grab that code, build their own ransomware version of that or their own crypto virus from it or their own DDoS virus, and then use that against whoever they want to use it for. Do you remember, Sarah? That's scary. Real scary. <laughs> yeah, very. It's Why, in the hands of everybody.
0: The, that's not anything I saw on the main headlines last night. I feel like that's
1: Being covered up? target yeah. I don't know if it's covered up. I, I, you've, you've watched enough news stories to know that I think the the daytime TV doesn't know how to really get into a cyber conversation at the granularity that it ought to. Um, right. Let me give you a good example. They say cyber warfare is coming. They say Putin's going to attack us with cyber attacks. But do y'all remember it was it was recently um, that AWS went down? Yes.
0: Uh,
1: I, I, no one said AWS was attacked, and I'm not trying to argue that they were. But a, an attack that took like AWS down indirectly impacted many, many different businesses. I heard companies tell stories about how their financial software is on a, a SaaS application or that um, their CRM tool is on a SaaS application. And then it turned out that because AWS was down, that SaaS application was housed in AWS. Therefore, they didn't have access to their finance software or to their CRM tool. But the companies never thought to ask their provider, their vendor, what the backend environment looks like for the product. So unless you're in an enterprise space, those really big players, the Fortune 100, you're not gonna be able to control where it is they put their their, their backend infrastructure. And um, So most small businesses, most mid-market companies are moving at such a high rate of speed, they can't slow down and do a vendor risk assessment to the granularity of what is the backend of each one of my vendors. So if you if you consider that if Putin were to go after even just our, our Fortune 500 companies, how could that potentially trickle down and impact indirectly everybody? Now what he's saying is he's going to go after everyone, and he's had the time to do so. Here's how I know he's had the time to do so: the Solar Winds breach we had uh, almost what was, was that beginning of 2020? Oh man, yeah. Been a bit. Um, he had he had sat silently inside the Solar Winds code for some time before anyone ever found out about it. It, it, it. was I think they said it was a mistake someone made that ended up tipping their hand that they were inside people's organizations. So if he is indeed going to go with what he's going to do, he showed us the playbook when he invaded Ukraine. It started out with uh, uh, multiple cyber attacks against their communications infrastructure and then um, followed by a lot of physical punishment. So the bombs and everything that you see on TV right now that's that's great for for news and TV, but it was uh, a big wave of cyber attacks in advance to that to that attack, that physical attack. So I don't know what the 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 right answer is for every business because I can't be involved in each one of their uh, their their I guess leadership meetings. But it really is the playbook for how to defend yourself and, and be ready for it. It already exists.
0: But isn't our country prepared to defend these cyber attacks?
1: They, t- maybe at some level, um, but we've already learned. <laughs> oh God, don't get me started. So the <laughs> the the news we keep hearing out of CISA and out of NIST are these vulnerabilities that are known today that they're saying all government entities must shore up. That's like a mandatory list, unless it's a head fake, which would be a great head fake. But unless it's a head fake that they're giving the entire world... That means that our, our government hasn't even patched for these things. Right. So you know how CENTER does vulnerability scans on a weekly basis with our customers, and then those weekly vulnerability scans create a priority list of what vulnerabilities exist inside the environment. Then at our next change window, we do all the patches. If they're critical, we do them immediately.
0: Yeah,
1: That's not happening in all of our governments, right. uh, or all the divisions in our government. So when you say, aren't we prepared to defend it, we might be prepared to go on the offensive and attack back. But we're definitely not prepared to catch the, the, the 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 I guess, the attempt that Putin will make to go after all of our uh, economy. Most experts I listen to say that we're way behind there. I heard um, Biden actually state that for the last few months, we've been shoring up our defenses. Well, that's scary. We probably should have been doing that for like the last two years, maybe longer. <laughs> so that's a little nerve wracking. But yeah, we should be good at that. Um, Today, if I had any advice for a business owner, it would be take a copy of your data, go buy some external hard drive and put a copy offsite offline without, without it touching your network. Go ahead and do that today. 30 days from now, you might regret that purchase because you may never need it. You may never touch it. But if you are hit by something and the first thing they do is delete your backups, which is a, a common task that they take, delete the backups and show that they have power and then you're gonna pay your ransom you're going to be really glad you have at least an old copy of your data second thing is uh backups have to be segregated from the environment they cannot sit on the same subnet as the rest of the servers and the production environment if they are living that way today then your backups are generally useless in the event of a a, a breach like we've seen re- recently the the next thing a proactive threat hunter has to be there we cannot rely on human eyes and human touch to do this we, we're going to need some uh, machine learning in, in the environment to, to scan and look for these uh, behavior anomalies that are, that are really just showing us where the encryption is. In fact, we just helped a group out where Microsoft alerting showed us where uh, Avos Locker out of Russia was inside their environment. And it picked right up on, on when they started encrypting systems and when they started building admin accounts and when they started creating mail redirects. All that was labeled out in their alerts. So you gotta be looking at that. And if one man is all you have on your IT staff, there's no way they can do it all. And then last, we gotta start doing vulnerability scans and looking at where is it that we have gaps and how do we prioritize it? If you can pull those things off, we can put an incident response plan together that gives you an idea of how you're gonna communicate and how you're gonna respond the day it occurs. But there's no sense in building that incident response plan if you're actively putting those measures in place still. You should have at least the communications at the executive level, but, if you're making changes to the plan as you're as you're building the plan, it's kind of hard to really construct it. Right. So we got to do it in a sequence. We're kind of too late. I mean, in some ways this is already started. So uh, if we want to have the conversation of where do we start first, um, we, we need we need to get involved with, with whoever your IT provider is today. Take those four things I told you and bring them up with your IT provider. If you don't have one, call us. But if you do have one, bring them up. Make sure that you have confidence in those four areas. That's all we can do at this point.
0: Yeah, it's like insurance. It's like your last window before that.
1: Yeah. We've all been through insurance events. If this was a storm and floods, flood waters were rising and your neighbors had flood insurance and you didn't, and you said, man, what are we going to do? And your neighbors go, well, I've got flood insurance. I'm not too worried you're going to regret not having that, but you can't buy flood insurance in the midst of a flood Uh, similarly, you can't buy preventative measures once you're breached. That's yeah. Not a good place to be.
0: Yeah. You'll be outside stacking sandbags, praying Mm -hmm. that the water doesn't go through. Yeah. But we haven't (laughs) seen a war
1: like this. That's the last piece on this that I'll mention that we've seen so many wars that we've studied in our, our, our upbringing. We've studied in school, We've never seen a war built around cyber attacks.
0: Right. No one knows what to expect.
1: Right. So what? What? Why wouldn't you take the preventative measure in that case? The last thing you want is to be the guy running to Costco looking for toilet paper and <laughs> bottled water. Memories. Memories. Right. Yeah, I did that once. But that's all I've got today. I think we're out of time anyway. But that's that's the that is the craziest topic that we are at a point in our our. our Our projection, our our maturity and learning about what cyber attacks can do to us, that we're now wondering how will Russia's involvement with Ukraine impact all of our economy by by cyber attacks, not just oil. That's the easy one.
0: Yeah. So wild. Crazy. Well, until next time.
1: When bits hit the fan next time? Tomorrow again, I bet. Seriously. All right. Talk to you tomorrow.
0: Bye.